0: You're listening to Age of Reason. Brought to you by Frozen Frame Productions. Will we ever understand This complex genius This visionary thinker Will we ever get this close again the forces of our universe Hey everyone and welcome to another interesting episode of Age of Reason. Today is May the 10th 2019. I'm JC and today I'm going to be talking about the influence of banks on fossil fuel industries. So let me explain what I mean precisely. So uh, this is what's going on basically. Global banks led by J.P. Morgan Chase invested $1.9 trillion in fossil fuels since Paris Climate Pact. So I wish that picture had some kind of caption because we don't really know what it's showing uh, at all. We, we just see some kind of flooded area, but where, uh, where is it? I'd like to know. The top 4 banks that invested most heavily in fossil fuel projects are all based in the US, surprise surprise. And they include JP Morgan Chase, Wells Fargo, Citi, and Bank of America. Royal Bank of Canada, Barclays in Europe, Japan's MUFG, which is Mizuho Bank I think, TD Bank, Scotia Bank, oh, and and Mizuho. So MUFG is something else. Make up the remainder of the top 10. This report comes as March has already brought deadly weather to places such as the American Midwest, where historic flooding has left four dead and farm losses could reach $1 billion. And Mozambique, which I mentioned on the previous show, where uh, the cyclone Nidai has devastated the East African country, and there were at least a thousand people dead. Both disasters have been linked to climate change, increasing increased flooding is one of the clearest signals of a climate uh, changing said 350 org co-founder bill McKibben in a statement published by think progress adding that flooded nebraska's current trauma is part of everyone's future and that's definitely true i live in an area where i okay i live a bit in the hills so i'll be safe for a while but the the area directly under the hill is they have measurements here actually so because japan is prone to tsunamis so people have to know where to go if there is a, a big wave coming. So they need to be able to look around quickly and see, because you can't judge otherwise, They have to see how high they are on the ground. So they have indications here on, you know, lamp posts, etc. So you can see the, the height at that point. And a lot of the points here nearby are, yeah, really just ridiculously low, like one meter, uh, two meters, something like that. So these areas are very prone to be flooded in the future. And that's, uh, well, that's true for everywhere in the world. If you have this type of elevation. One inescapable finding of this report is that JP Morgan Chase is very clearly the world's worst banker of climate change. The report title titled Banking on Climate Change Found. The race was not even close. The $196 billion the bank poured into fossil fuels between 2016 and 2018 is nearly a third higher than the second worst bank, Wells Fargo. I, I really hope that people are not with these banks. If I was, I'd probably move to some, to some other account. I have a half dozen environmental groups Rainforest Action Network, uh, BankTrack, Sierra Club, Oil Change International, Indigenous Environmental Network, and Honor the Earth authored the 2019 report, which was endorsed by 160 organizations worldwide. It tracked the financing for 1,800 companies involved in extracting, transporting, burning, or storing fossil fuels or fossil-generated electricity and examined the roles played by banks worldwide. Okay, so the global snapshot of fossil sector uh, finance. Uh, Past report cards by the groups have focused only on coal or on extreme fossil fuel projects like tar sands extraction. That's Canadian mostly. Ultra deep water oil drilling and coal mining and power generation. 2019's report card expands for the first time to cover the fossil fuel sector as a whole. So of course, yeah, it's not just the coal mines, it's the the fracking industry. Um, You know, fracking is not a great solution either because of methane leaks. Okay, so this picture, I'm gonna move a little bit. So this actually shows a lot of banks in a a graph and you can see them uh, spending by year and then, Uh, A total expenditure so of course like the article says JP Morgan Chase is at the top quite clearly you can see a lot of banks and I'm sad to say but I was actually with three of these banks through my entire life so I was with HSBC and I was with Skank of America unfortunately and uh, Scotiabank in Canada Uh, they're all up there and (laughs) It's really frustrating that they keep doing that. I mean, people... I don't know. I never was a big fan of banks. I I don't know about you, but I never saw banksters as my friends. They So, okay, we put money in the bank and they guard it there and they, they charge for that. And, you know, that's fair. And then they came up with new things, like, for example, credit cards. And, hey, if you don't have a certain amount in the bank account, then we're going to charge you for that. What? That is ridiculous. That is like theft, actually. I had a very small account in Switzerland before. I don't know. There were maybe um, 600, 700 bucks in there. I didn't really touch it for a while. And I didn't really pay much attention to it. A few years later, I check and the account is gone without they didn't even tell me about it they just dried it every month because you know i was under that minimum account amount and they just kept drying it every month they kept charging it i don't know 10 15 bucks a month just because i don't have enough money there that is absolutely unbelievable so banksters are not friends and they are not friends of the environment that is for sure This year's report card also dived deep into lending to shale oil and gas companies for the first time, finding that Wells Fargo and JP are the biggest bankers of fracking overall. And in particular, they support key companies active in the Permian Basin, the epicenter of the climate-threatening global surge of oil and gas production. JP also provided the most financing to LNG projects, Arctic oil and gas projects and ultra deep water oil and gas extraction, the report concluded. The Royal Bank of Canada topped the list on tar sands oil financing. So yeah, I mean, look, the Arctic is unfortunately the next big battleground for fossil fuels. Um, Now I don't want it to happen I think most people don't want it to happen but me, what, what voice do I have really in this debate? What, what chance do I have to fight against a huge bank or a, a huge you know, politician that takes basically bribes of hundreds of thousands of dollars? I, how can I compete with that? I have no idea. All I can do on the show is basically to make people aware that yes, politicians are getting bribed. Climate change is definitely man-made and and happening, very much happening. I can only educate people and try to present the facts, but beyond that, I'm not really sure what I can do. And I think that's the unfortunate reality for most people out there. It's there's this kind of you know desperation, and um, we want to do something. And some of us do. Okay, we change the light bulbs, and you know we're gonna use some more electric, electricity-efficient devices, stuff like that. And that, that helps. Everything, every little bit helps, you know. Um, but of course, uh, my emission is absolutely tiny compared to a, a big-ass factory just spewing out uh, 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 tons of CO2 every day or the total amount of cars out there. But it it accumulates. I'm guilty as everyone else on this. I also use a car, sometimes I have to take a bus or use the train. We're all in it, okay? It's, I'm not trying to absolve myself from any guilt. Coal mining finance is dominated by the four major Chinese banks, so there is no surprise here. Led by China Construction Bank and Bank of China, the 2019 report found adding that Bank of China provided the most financing to coal power projects as well. Since the Paris Agreement, JP has provided 19, 196 billion in finance for fossil fuels. The group vote, uh, wrote 10% of all fossil fuel finance from the 33 major global banks. Let me read that again. So 10% of all fossil fuel finance from the 33 major global banks. A JP, that's funny. So a JP Morgan Chase spokesperson declined to comment. This is. 101 classic thing so we have a report coming out it makes us look bad but we are too big to fail so we're gonna decline to comment i wish i was in that kind of position of power uh, sorry i just declined to comment Ugh. In 2017, JP Morgan Chase pledged to facilitate $200 billion in clean financing through 2025, adding that it has helped finance 18 billion of wind, solar, and geothermal projects between 2003 and 2017. But wait a second, you you just spent 196 billion on fossil fuel projects in the past 2 years. And here you proudly announce that you spent $18 billion in a in a span of basically 15 years? Come on, you're, you're comparing apples and oranges here. That is a ridiculous statement. It's just, they want to say, ah, oh, but we're doing something good. Come on. Barclays, which offered a total of $109 billion for fossil fuel projects, topped the 2019 reports list of worst in Europe, followed by HSBC. Oh, I'm so glad I left HSBC and it was a struggle. I wish I could reach it. The pile of paper that they kept sending me when I was trying to close my account is ridiculous. Uh, maybe next time. So they, they spent $77 billion in financing. More money for fossil fuels since the Paris Agreement. Well, the thing about the Paris Agreement is that, look, it's, this is not some kind of great, you know, one-size-fits-all solution. Uh, First of all, the problem with all these agreements and the Kyoto agreement etc, the big problem with them is that it's very difficult to keep a country accountable. So, okay, let's say most, let's say just for simplicity's sake, everybody signed the uh, agreement, right? Okay, what if Canada, for example, doesn't Reach the objectives. What's going to happen then? Do you honestly think that something, you know, somebody's going to invade Canada? Or uh, what's, what's seriously going to happen? What is the risk that Canada runs by not achieving the goals? And that's the problem. There is no binding solution because it's a sovereign state. Now, sovereign, sovereignty is a very tricky subject. And that's the big problem of all these agreements. So I I don't really buy what... You know, again, they're trying to look good. Uh, It's all kind of a big show. Hey, guys, politicians are not your friends, okay? Banksters are not your friends. So they just get together and it's this big show and a lot of money is spent there, a lot of ads. Uh, Ad time is spent on that. And they just try to look good. They just try to give an an image. Hey, guys, we're doing something. See, we're meeting there. I mean, I took time to go there. And I took time to sign that paper. That's that's all it means, though. There's a lot of things happening at in, in the US at state level, for example, which is not happening at a federal level. So I have perhaps more hope on a state level than a federal level, especially given that our presidency shifts so wildly. There's one thing to go from a kind of corporate system, and you know Obama is part of that, and and Joe Biden is part of that, and Bill Clinton was part of that, deregulating the banks, etc. And then there is a, a second branch of that, which is taking that element and taking it to an extreme. So this is your George Bush's and the Donald Trumps and and people around the world do not trust us anymore. The U.S. is not a trustworthy trade partner or political partner. We we don't have a lot of credibility in the world, and that's you know unfortunate, but that's the reality. Old told, financial bank uh, backing for fossil fuel projects has grown, not shrunk, each year since the Paris Agreement. The report found. Banks provided $612 billion for fossil projects in 2016, $646 in 2017, and $654 in 2018. So it just keeps growing. That's despite the fact that Article 2 of the Paris Agreement calls for making finance flows consistent with a pathway towards low greenhouse gas emissions and climate resilient development. And in the run-up to Paris, major banks positioned themselves as supporting a strong global response to climate change. Well, of course they did, because that's where the popular opinion is. So, of course, they will say, guys, we're with you, we're going to help you. But as always, with politicians or banks or these type of institutions, actions are not equal to words. It's just a bunch of promises. It's just vibration of air molecules and nothing more. Scientific research finds that the increasing concentration of greenhouse gases in our atmosphere is warming the planet, posing significant risks to the prosperity and growth of the global economy. JP uh, Bank of America Corp, Wells, Fargo Citibank, Goldman Sachs, and Morgan Stanley wrote in 2015 statement Again, this is hilarious. As major financial institutions working with clients and customers around the globe, we have the business opportunity to build a more sustainable, low-carbon economy and the ability to help manage and mitigate these climate-related risks. Okay, again, sounds very nice, but the action is the opposite to the words. The past year has brought increasing awareness of climate related risks in some financial circles, but banks headquartered in the US and Canada have lagged behind. According to a survey conducted by Boston Common Asset Management in 2018, European banks are far ahead of large banks in the US and Canada in implementing climate related risk assessments. American Banker reported in January, specifically, 80% of European banks surveyed are in some way stress testing their loan and investment portfolios for a 2 degrees Celsius increase in global temperatures versus just 44% of banks in North America. A report issued last month by U.S.-based Morgan Stanley tallied $650 billion in climate-related disasters over the past three years and predicted $54 trillion in damages worldwide by 2040, not that far away, citing figures from the U.N., We expect the physical risks of climate change to become an increasingly important part of the investment debate for 2019, the strategist wrote. Okay, so are you going to do something about it or are you just going to write pretty words and have some pretty boy politicians dress up in a suit telling you pretty words? That's not good enough at all. The article concludes by uh, the Banking on Climate Change report finds that nonetheless Morgan Stanley offered fossil fuel companies nearly $20 billion in financing in 2018. A little bit down from the prior year, uh, but overall making it the world's 11th largest financier of fossil fuel projects. Alarming is an understatement, said lead author Alison Kirsch, a Rainforest Action Network researcher. This report is a red alert. Yeah, certainly. Of course. So, well, my conclusion is, again, these type of pretty words don't match the action. And um, I don't know, I honestly don't know anybody except people who work in the bank industry, but I don't know anybody who thinks of a bankster as a friend. They are not your friends. politicians are also not your friends. They, they all have an agenda. They, most of them have sponsors, uh, and you know they have to satisfy whoever's paying them. So yeah, eventually essentially they are bought by some big corporations out there. You just have to follow the money. I, I said that about Diane Feinstein the other couple of shows ago that you know she was she has a huge fortune. I mean, come on. There's no way that she can make that just by being in the Senate or whatever. Of course, it comes from investments and it comes from investments in fossil fuel projects, etc. That's where the money comes from. Okay, on that note, that's all I wanted to cover today, so that's it. And uh, I'd like to just uh, mention my book again, Beyond the Obscure. Please check it out. It's available on Amazon. The link is available in the description below. And also check out my art on Redbubble. I will see you next week and it'll probably be another article on climate change. I have so many that I'm actually quite far behind now. So until then.